is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So our guest today, as known as the Result Queen, so Dr. Jane has a PhD in business psychology, and she's considered as one of the country's top business consultant and top-ranked uh, speakers. Also, she is a performance. Business coach as well. She is an author of "Give Up Goals and Results Are Yours." So today, definitely, we're not going to talk about getting setting the goals, but we will talking about getting results. So please welcome Dr. Jane to Get Unstuck Podcast today. Hi, Dr. Jane. Oh, Matea, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited today to talk about caveman brain and getting results. So let's go. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I'm like, wow. So you just like change the way of everything because you're not gonna talk of anything else unless you get result, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's interesting about uh, us is that as human beings, we talk about getting goals and how we're always setting goals and we're achieving goals and we're working towards goals. However, there's research that shows that majority of people a don't set goals, and when they do, they often don't achieve them. And if you think about the time when we were cave people, when we were cave people, we didn't go. Oh, I think I'd like to set a goal today because I'd like to eat. That should be my goal of eating. We needed to get results in order to survive. Like I need to go kill off the woolly mammal. I have to go find some berries because if I don't eat today, I'm going to be hungry and I won't be able to survive. So results are actually what we are hardwired for in our brains. We're not hardwired for goals. And once I find from my clients, when they show up, they say to me, I've been trying forever to achieve this goal. I'm like, that's great. Let's talk about what the result is that you're looking for. And just making that one switch from not thinking about it as a goal anymore, thinking about it as a result, an outcome, an achievement, then my clients are like, they achieve what they're looking for. And that's really, all it takes is just some small mental shifts in order to achieve the results that you're looking for and to give up goals because they really don't work. How is different then between goal and result? Well, think about this. So uh, most people will say, for example, I have a goal of getting three new clients this this month. Okay. And what happens is our brains only know what it sees and what it hears. So my goal is to get three new clients. The challenge is, is that brain doesn't understand goal. It understands results. So if it said like, I'm going to close three new clients this month, notice the difference of how I stated the result as I said the goal. The brain says, oh, we need to go find three new clients. So it, it's, and it's interesting about how it works is because it just, that's what it's, because we need to survive. So we need to go find three new clients. 
And we often don't put it in the language of where our brains can help us achieve the things that we're looking for. What I often say is, is that when you buy a white car, for example, then you see white cars everywhere. Well, that's your brain reinforcing that you did something right to help you survive because the brain is only there to make sure that you don't die. That's its whole job is to make sure that you survive. So the fact is that it will reinforce for you or it will not reinforce for you to ensure that you are doing the right thing to be successful, to survive. Mm. Okay. You, you have to change goals to results. Ah, okay. Before we get into that, how you how you starting like interested in this uh journey of like why you need to focus on results, like even the entrepreneurial journey, like how you started this journey though? Yeah, so I had a child. That's actually how I started this journey as I had a kid. Uh, I was a uh, working in corporate America. I had a very successful job. I was pretty happy. And then all of a sudden I got pregnant, which I often say to people, I'm not really sure how that happens. And then people talk to me about the birds and bees. I'm like, yeah, well, it wasn't really in my plans. But it did happen. I had a, I had a, I had a little girl uh, whose name is Jenna, and, and she's grown up now. But at the time, I um, had worked in a company where I had created all of these programs for women. And I brought Jenna to work. And uh, up until about nine months, uh, my boss said to me, I think you should come back to work. And I was like, okay. So I sent Jenna daycare and I went uh, to work. And during those three months, I was miserable. And she said to me, I think I'll lay you off so that you can be with your kid. And I was like, okay. So she laid me off and I thought, I can't be home. I love this kid, but I don't want to be home with this kid the whole time. So I started a company. Um, and I think I was, and this was before mompreneurs was a big, was a, was a word. So I said, I, I got to do something because I'm going to, this is not going to work for both of us. So I started a business um, and I started a training and development company. Uh, and I landed at one, at one of the largest uh, hospitals here in my state. I landed, that is my first client. And then I landed a couple other clients. And next thing you know, Jenna was going to kindergarten. I thought, hmm. Should I go back into like corporate America or should I get and get like a real job? Because I've been doing this gig pretty like nicely. Or should I like really double down on this thing? So I decided to double down on it. And, um, you know, like, uh, let's see, uh, Jenna's 24. So I've been in business 23 years. I started the company when she was a year old. So when she was six, do the math. 17 years later, I keep running a pretty successfully big business. So, yeah, I just, that was, it was all about my kid. And I have a mission in life to raise two happy, healthy, well-adjusted model adult citizens who are financially independent from me. That was the whole mission of the company. Now we have a new mission because those kids are all grown and they're financially independent from me and they're great human beings. And our mission is to leave you better than we found you. So that's our new mission. But that's how I started it was I was a mom and I wanted to be able to be with my kids. And, and it's generational. That's very impressive. Well, you know, that's what happened. So... Yeah, that was the story of my, and you know, what's interesting is you talk about how entrepreneurs, because I didn't even think I was an entrepreneur. I, I had never been trained as an entrepreneur. I just wanted to have a, a certain lifestyle to be able to support my family and to be able to be with my family to do the things I wanted to do with my family. But there's a point in your entrepreneurial journey where you say, wow, should I really do more? Do I, what if I really want from this thing? So you kind of, you, you get in and it's very e methy where you, you do these things and then next thing you know, you're growing and then you think to yourself, how did I get here? <laughs> like, what, wait? And for women, that's when imposter syndrome shows up. So, and not necessarily more for men, but men do have it, but it does happen that you get imposter syndrome and then you think, well, people are gonna find out I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. 
And then you um, spend some time learning and growing and you double down. And the next thing you know, you say, I want this. And then you go out and achieve it because you're not entrepreneur. And that's how I grow my company. And there are places along the way where you get stuck and you got to figure it out. That works. That's my journey. But going back when you just started, though, what is the thing that, like, you just decided to start a company and it's success right away? Uh, I did decide to start a company. It's really funny. I did decide to start a company. Uh, and I had a friend who uh, had started a very similar company to mine about six months ahead. I always believe as entrepreneurs, we need to find out what other people have done successfully or not. And I called him and said to him, I'm starting the same business as you, pretty roughly. Oh. Um, what advice would you give me? And he said, I would hire a coach. So that was the thing. So that's the, I've been stumbling around for like the last three months, or at least the first three months I stumbled around. But when I hired a coach, it really helped me go where I needed to go. And I said, well, that's interesting. And the second thing he told me is that you got to focus on sales. And most people who are entrepreneurs uh, really focus on delivering the service. He said to me, you really have to focus on getting the business. And that's the thing that people hate doing as entrepreneurs because they don't want to come across as pushy, salesy, or aggressive. However, if you don't get business, you can't live. There's no money, right? So the fact is that while you might be really good at the service part, you got to be able to find clients. And those are the two pieces of advice that I actually continue to use in my uh, 23 years later is that it's all about finding business. It's all about um, having a coach, which I do. I have I've had several different coaches along my journey. And then uh, always making sure that you're delivering great service. And those are really the three tripods of my being successful as my entrepreneurial journey. Is there anything that, like, when you just started, do you think what would be the most, uh, let's say, that pain point or something that would hold back for those who like want to start a business like for your clients for example that you see like as a return or they so, may be hiring a whole a coach too late or something like is there any stage for that so in my company when i was telling this to someone yesterday when i started my company i paid my coach before i paid me oh. so yeah i i was very committed to having a coach and um, I, my first coach and I, we spent about a year and a half together and then I moved on to a different coach and I spent, I don't know, about four or five years with, with that coach. And then I moved on to another coach and I spent, um, there's been times where I've spent a little bit of time and there's been like six months and there's been times where I've like my current coach I've been with for seven years. So I've always had a coach in my business and I've always paid my coach first because whatever I've invested in my coach. I actually get back as a return on investment. So to me, when I had no money, um, I would scrape the bottle of the barrel to pay my coach first and I pay myself second. Uh, that's, that's how I've always done it. And then the idea is that also I look at business in how many clients do I need to get, to get the thing I want? So if I want to hire a new employee, how, many, how, many, how much business do I need to bring in? So it's always about, again, how much, how much sales, how much new business development do I need to do to be more successful? And I look at that in 90-day chunks. So every 90 days, I'm thinking to myself, what do I need to do to grow my business over the next 90 days? And I think if you just stick with that formula, I mean, 
I, I chuckled because my mom, when I first started, she was like, you're doing what? What about healthcare? I was like, well, I'll figure it out kind of thing. Uh, I'm in business as a coach and a consultant for 23 years. Most people think that coaches and consultants are people who are just in between jobs. I'm not. I actually have a very successful company. I employ people around the United States and in Canada. Uh, and we deliver a really good product that people think really helps them in terms of their business. And sort of like, what more can you say from that? It's a, it's a really great life. So that I'd say if you're starting a business, go off and, and do it. But however, get yourself a coach. And if you can't, find someone who will work with you even for free. You have an accountability partner or a mastermind group. I have both uh, along with my coach. And then start thinking about how you bring in new business because that is really the two things. And worry about what you're going to deliver in your services afterwards. Most people struggle in new business development. That's how Cave One Brain was formed. So, ah, what about the relationship with the coach? You mentioned about getting a coach, right? But how it's like working with a coach? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll, working with a coach can be a variety of different things, and it depends on the coach that you choose in terms of uh, what the relationship is. So to me, when I first started, I hired a coach who did sales training, who did new business development, because that was the area that I was weak, weakest in. And, uh, and it's still an area that I continue to grow and learn in because that is the lifeblood of my business. If I'm not bringing in new business, then I'm not growing. And yet most people uh, focus on leadership or they focus on time management or they focus on anything but getting really good at new business development. And the challenge around that is because most of us are taught that we don't want to be the pushy, salesy, aggressive salesperson. But to me, it's like everyone has a gold brick and you're going out to people and asking, would you like, to, would you like my gold brick? And if you don't, then let me help you find the purple brick or the red brick or whatever you're looking for. I'm happy to help you. I have a gold brick. That's all I have. And if you want it, that's great. Let's have a conversation. If not, then let me help you find the brick that you're looking for. And I don't think you can come off as pushy, sales and aggressive if you're there to help people. And we, most business owners are not interested in running a charity or a bank. So <laughs> it's truth. But I, you know, like we need to make money. Um, I was just on a coaching call this morning and. Uh, my client was telling, was talking to me about what's going on in the world and how crazy the world is and how distressing he finds that. And I said, well, what are you going to do about that? Because the reality is, is that we can worry about what's happening in the world. And what are you going to do? And he said, well, I, I guess the only thing I can do is make some phone calls and send money. I said, well, then great. Why don't we go out and make more money that then you can send to more people so you can help them? Like, that's what you can do. So sit and worry about the world is, yeah, but what can you do? And that's really when you think about your business, if you can get more clients, what you can do is you help more people be more successful with your product and your service. How great is that? And they're going to tell their friends to come work with you as well. And that's how you never become pushy, sales and aggressive because you're allowing them to make the decision and you want to help. So that's my advice for people who are starting up. How can they know that these are the challenges that in their head then? You know, uh. when they're talking to themselves, sometimes mm. it's harder. Like you, you can see that it's like when, when at times it could happen that you start to think in a circle repeatedly talking to yourself, why I can't find a way out. So that's, <laughs> keeping, 
I'm going to tell you, that's caveman brain. I'll tell you how that happened. This is that um, I got to a place in my business where I was stuck and I could not figure out how to be more successful. And I was really unhappy. I remember, I told you that one of the things that I do is I hire a coach. Like that was how I help myself. So I didn't hire one coach, two coaches. I hired four coaches to work with me to figure out like what was wrong with me that I couldn't grow my business. One of those coaches happened to be a Harvard neuroscientist. And in learning about my brain, because it is the least studied organ in our bodies, um, I learned that my brain was holding me back from being more successful because our amygdala, which is a very small almond-shaped part of our brain here in the back of our head, it's from our days when we were cave people, That's that, their job is to ensure that we don't die. That's our survival system. Our, um, and you think of like fight, flight, or freeze. Um, our body, if we're in a sort of an almost car accident, our body will send chemicals automatically to do something. And that's when you, you drive away and you kind of get that jittery feeling. Those are the after effects of the chemicals. We don't even know what happens. So if you think about, I want to grow my business, what happens is, is that caveman brain says, wow, you're so tired. Wow, you have so much to do. Where are you going to fit in more clients? This doesn't seem like a good idea. We shouldn't be doing this. And that little voice inside your head, which is what I call caveman brain, because I can't say immediately of 14 million times. That's how I, once I learned about it and realized what was holding myself back, I called it caveman brain. And then I spent about six months teaching myself how to get over my caveman brain. And then I spent time teaching my clients how to get over their caveman brains. And then I developed the caveman brain business growth system so that everybody could know what their caveman brain is and how can they harness it for good as opposed to the circle that you talked about. So when you have that circle that's going in around like, oh, my God, I'm terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I can't figure out where to grow. What I say to my clients is take a breath. Breathe in three, hold, five out. That actually tells your brain to change. Something's changing. And then tell your brain whatever it is that you really want to do. Like, I'm going to go find a client and it's going to be okay. And when you tell your brain what you want, remember your brain only knows what it sees and what it hears. Because when we were cave people, uh, it would it scans the horizon looking for danger. And when it sees uh, something or it hears something, it goes, oh my gosh, what should we do? And if it's fight, flight, or freeze, it will flood your body with chemicals. So when you're saying things like, oh, I'm terrible, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm impostered, the brain goes, okay, and believes all that. So when you take a breath and say, this is what we're going to do, brain goes, okay because it doesn't know any better. Think of it as this way, scary movie, right? We're in the scary movie, watching the scary movie. Next thing you know, the victim's about to die. Our heart starts to beat faster. Our palms get sweaty. That's not real. Our brains are reacting to a movie. Not real. Brain reacts to, to things that are not real all day long because it's looking for ways to make sure that you survive. You have to tell it what you want. And when you tell it what you want and you keep doing that, do it three times a day. I usually do it twice. When I get up in the morning, when I, when I go to bed at night, your brain after, it's interesting, I just read an article that used to be about 45 days it took for a habit. Now it's about 66 days, which I don't know why it takes longer, but it does. <laughs> the new research says it takes about 66 days for us to, to form a new habit. So if you say it twice a day for 66 days, at the end of 66 days, you will believe it because your brain will believe it. And then you won't have those voices in your head anymore. I often talk to my caveman brain a lot. I'll say, like, so for example, I'm very impatient. 
And I have this little mantra that I say, I say, in time, on time, everything happens at the right time. And I'll say, okay, in time, on time, everything happens in the right time, right caveman brain, we're going to just wait till it's the right time, because everything will be in time, and everything will be on time, and it's always going to be the right time. And then I move on. And that's the mantra that I say. So you need to say things to let your brain know that it's going to be okay, and kind of just soothe it and calm it down. Mm. So it seems like you become a partner with your caveman brain. You do. You actually become a partner with your caveman brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Like you actually talking to your caveman brain and then figure it out. What is the next result you are chasing for? Yeah, absolutely. That's all you have to do is keep talking. There are times when I talk to my brain all that, like I, I, I was, I had to have a, a, what I call a courageous conversation with somebody and it was seven days in advance. And I remember like, I talked to my caveman brain like every day, multiple times a day for seven days till I got to the conversation. And then once we had the conversation, everything was great and it was all good at the end. And I kept saying, it's just going to be fine. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. In time, on time, everything happens in the right time. It's all going to be good. We need to have this conversation. Everything will change because of it. It's all going to be good. But yeah. Well, we don't talk to our caveman brains because we don't even realize we have them. We know we have this voice that makes us a little crazy. But if you talk to it, it will give you what you want. And once you know that, then it makes everything better. So how can we keep that in motion? I think that's going to be hard. That it's like having a daemon and also an angel on the right and the left shoulder on the time. And you like, you know, don't you feel like cheating sometimes? <laughs> Did you hear your caveman brain speak? You did not hear your caveman speak. And I'm going to show it to you. You said, ready? That's going to be really hard. You said that. That would be really hard. So when you say to your cave, when you said that out loud, your brain heard, that's going to be really hard. So we, it has to be hard. We need to make it hard because it's going to be really, because that's what we heard. So we say these things without even realizing it. I heard it. You didn't. So the first part is to really hear about like, what are you saying? When you say it's going to be really hard, well, then your brain's going to make it hard and then you're going to fail and then you're not going to want to do it. But if you said, this is what it came from one of my coaches. He said, imagine if it was easy. Imagine if it was easy and you had it and it was everything made it easy and it was super easy. To imagine if it was easy. I'd be like, okay. So when you said all that, well, this would be hard. I'd be like, wait, wait, no, gave my brain. It's not going to be hard. I'm going to imagine it's easy. This can be easy for me to do. Let's go do it. And it's going to be easy and I'm going to be successful. And that's how you catch kingdom brain because it happens all the time. We're only knowing what sees and what it hears. So there's no devil angel. There's just caveman brain. And if you talk to it and listen to what you say really carefully, and the first step in learning about your caveman brain is awareness. And you have to really think about how you talk. And caveman brain comes from four places. It comes from your parents, from your childhood, from your culture and your life experiences. Mm. So like, the things that, so for example, I have lots of clients who say this to me. I brought home a fill in the, I brought home an English test, a chemistry test, a math test, and I got a 98. And my parents said, where's the other two points? <laughs> and as adults, we're always looking for the other two points. And I say to them, wow, imagine if you just got a 98 in life. Like, if you got a 98, wouldn't you think that you were doing awesome as a human being? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then. Let's not deal with the other two points. Let's focus on the 98 because the 98 is 
pretty freaking good, right? But we have parents who send it to us. Um, for me, I'm Protestant. I grew up with uh, the Protestant work ethic, as I call it, idle hands, devil's work. So if you are not always doing something productive, you are going to be in trouble. But the challenge is that we need to rest and recover sometimes, and we need to go on vacation. But in my culture, that's looked at as, like, that's not something you do. So it took me a long time to get over that because I need to rest and recover and have vacation. And I don't need my family going, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing anything? You shouldn't be resting. You should be working. Uh, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch a movie for a moment. It's going to be okay, right? So these different things that we have um, impact us. And then we say things like it, like, it should be challenging. Well, why? Who said? Who said it should be challenging? As an adult, why can it be easy? Wouldn't we like to do things that are easy and make us money? So it's just a different way of thinking about things. So that's, yeah, it's just all about uh, making your caveman bring your partner. Mm, interesting. I'm just thinking along. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> because I'm just like having a moment like, oh. I, I'm sure your listeners are too. They're like, huh, what? It's just one of the reasons why we've been talking, we've been doing this podcasting because we want everyone to know about caveman brain because we want everyone to be successful. And if you're not being successful, it really has to do with your caveman brain holding you back, just like I learned from the Harvard neuroscientist. So once you know that, then you can use it to propel yourself forward, which, you know, like stop making everything hard, make it super easy. You know, like you don't have to be pushy sales and aggressive to find clients. You just have to say to them, how can I help you? And be genuine about it. If you really want to grow a really large company, then great. What does that look like? I mean, I just had a conversation with another client this morning. And I said to her, you know, you've got another 20 years in this business. I had some ideas about how to make this business grow. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't do that right now. I'm like, no, I didn't say now. But over the next 10 years, because we've got 20 years in this business together, over the next 10 years we work for this. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, her caveman brain, first reaction is, we can't do that now. No, of course not, caveman brain. No reason to protect us. We're okay. We're going to plan it over 10 years. And then imagine if we have a 10-year success. She was like, I really want to do that. Awesome. Mm. So keep everywhere. You just got to be aware of it. Wow. Can you repeat the four things that could affect the caveman brain again? Caveman brain comes from four places. It comes from your parents. So think about the test. It comes from your childhood. So, for example, um, we had a client who was teased a lot as a as a child. And when she went to go network and she went into a large room, she would freeze up because she was afraid that people would tease her. And I said to her, well, I think the people at networking groups are not interested in teasing you. They're interested in giving you their business card and hopefully to get business from you and you to get business from them. And so we had to work through that because of what uh, what she had experienced in her childhood. And then, so so parents, childhood, culture. I gave you the story about my Protestant work ethic. Um, and then life experiences. We had a client who um, told us this story. I always am so sad about this story, but he was in high school and he had played the clarinet because his parents made him play the clarinet forever. And he decided to give up the clarinet and go out for the baseball team where all of his friends were hanging out. Well, he didn't realize he was such a good athlete and he ended up becoming the first base person, first base man, I guess. And uh, he, his best friend used to have that position. So he took his, his the position from his best friend. He didn't really realize it. But when he started to realize that his friends were really angry with him, he started to play uh, not as well as he could have, 
And eventually he was replaced by the coach with his best friend. But by the time that had happened, uh, his best friend was no longer his best friend. And what he learned from that experience and what he, he came to us, he was a 50 year old man. What he learned from that experience is that he shouldn't shine his, you know, he shouldn't show his talents. He shouldn't be better than everybody else in the room. He should really keep his talents underneath the rest of the people. Like they should let other people shine. Um, and he had been doing his whole career that way because he didn't want to lose friends because he was afraid that if he actually showed what he was capable of doing, people wouldn't like him. So mm -hmm. imagine as a life experience. So parents, childhood, culture, life experience, anything that you are having a challenge about in terms of caveman brain, it comes from one of those areas. When you figure that out, then you can change it. We call it throwing the baggage off the chain and getting new baggage. Yeah. That's I just learned... I just learned a word assertive today. Yeah, nice word. Yeah, yeah. From my counselor, I just met. I just had a counseling session today, and yeah, my counselor just gave me a word assertive. So, yeah, assertive is a great. Assertive is a great word, and especially for women because we think we come off as aggressive. Assertive is a wonderful word because it allows you to be confident uh, and. Um, but you don't have to be over the top. And if you're more assertive, you will actually get what you want. So we're assertive proudly. I just, it's funny, I was having this conversation again with uh, this morning with a, another client and we talked about being confident. And Dion Sanders has this Instagram reel. It says, I'm confident. And the reason why I'm, you, you don't like it is because you're insecure. So you're in, so don't let my confidence if impact your insecurities. Which I thought was really interesting. That's what happens. Be be you. Be fabulous. And if people don't like it, then find people who do, and that's okay. Because at the end of the day, we're pack people. Um, caveman lived in packs. We don't live in packs anymore. We're able to live by ourselves. We're able to fend by ourselves. So find people who really love you and and want to support you and want you to be successful, especially as an entrepreneur. Because you get a lot of hard knocks as an entrepreneur. So go find entrepreneurs, hang out with them, spend some time with them, listen to what they learn, learn from them, and grow. And use your key brain to help you do that along the way. Yeah, you mentioned that. I have an idea. So how can we use this methodology as in the caveman brain analogy here to put right people around us in the team environment? Yeah, so we talk about in uh, Caveman Brain Business Growth System, we talk about four, four areas. And think of it as a circle. Alignment, accountability, expansion, brain junk. And you can enter the circle any place you want, but you will go through that circle through the rest of your life. And really anything, whether it's sales or leadership or life. So the first thing you have to think about is in alignment. Alignment is about knowing your ideal target client, like your science project. So like when we were in fourth grade, we all had to learn about whales and we knew everything about whales. So if you think about, do you know everything about yourself? Like in the leadership, do you know everything you're, about yourself as a good leader? And who, who are the people that empower you the most when you're surrounded with those people? And those are the, and build a, a profile of what that looks like and then go get those people. So the conversation I talked about uh, today where I, you know, we're thinking about a 10-year strategy. One of the things we talked about was, you know, who are the right people to help us deliver that? And the more you know about yourself, whether that's through DISC or Myers-Briggs or Colby or Strength Finders or whatever it is, the more you know about yourself, then you can think about the people that you need to, sur you need to surround yourself with to make yourself successful. 
and to make your business successful. That's alignment. Accountability is that you have to hold yourself accountable and those people around you to make sure that you've, whatever you agreed to to be successful. Then comes expansion because you always want to do more. And then finally, you end up in brain junk. And that's where you work through all of the things that are holding you back because you will find that things will hold you back. And once you get through all that, it puts you back in alignment because you've moved up a level. And every time, what you want to keep doing in your business is moving up a level. And that circle allows you to do that. Every challenge that would like brings back from expansion to the next alignment, do you have any tips for anyone who like go through the transformation period? Uh, I keep going. Don't get stuck. Keep going. And if you get stuck, reach out for help. Because often as entrepreneurs, we think that we should be doing ourselves, especially as women, we think we should do ourselves. And there's a, it's very hard for us to ask for help. The reality is, is that the more help you ask for, the more successful you will be. I'm not saying you should be a taker. I think that you have to give and take. But so many of us are givers. And we give, 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 give. But we don't ever take anything back. Uh, and as someone who has lived this, the reality is, is that there are people who want to give to you. And you have to be able to receive that. Those are gifts that people want to give to you. So as you move through the through your life and through your journey and as you up-level your organization and yourself, know that when you're given a gift, the words that you say are, thank you. That's it. And, and, and then if you really feel that you have to give something, give something to somebody else who needs it because uh, paying it for it is a great way of being. In case anyone want to work with you or follow your work, where can they reach out to you then, Dr. Jean? Oh, yeah. So everything goes back to Caveman Brain, doesn't it? I mean, Mattia, we've had a whole conversation about Caveman Brain, have we not? So uh, cavemanbrain.com, and on that you'll see uh, free resources. So if you want to download tools, um, it talks about the program. If you want to work with us, um, there's videos, there's podcast interviews. You'll see yourself on our on our website. We We are very grateful for allowing people to hear about Caveman Brain. And um, anything that you're looking for, and if you and I offer this on every podcast, and no one is taking me up on it yet. If you have a question, email me at gene at cavemanbrain.com. I'm happy to answer anything. Like no, no, you know, any no strings attached. I'm happy to help in any way, shape, or form. So send me a question. I'm happy to answer it. So I hope anyone get unstuck from any mental challenge, and yeah. Talking more positive to yourself and be partner with your caveman brain today. So please, uh, thank you, Dr. Jane, for sharing this amazing information with us. And don't forget to check out caveman brain in the description below. So thank you again, Dr. Jane. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. And everyone, go out and make your caveman brain your partner, as Matthias said. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.